Another week, another edition of the Clark Barrington Show coming up right now. That's the man you see on the right, BYU preseason All-American and starting left guard. we got a lot to talk about. Win over Wyoming, preparing for an in-state battle against Utah State, and a whole lot more. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. want to let you guys know that today's title sponsor is our friends over at Upside. Download the free Upside app and use the promo code LOCKED, that's L-O-C-K-E-D, to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. We'll tell you a little bit more about them later on in today's show. But excited, as always, here on a Tuesday to welcome in Clark Barrington, BYU offensive lineman. Clark, thank you for making some time as always how are you good how are you doing doing well okay i want to start here this week uh the wyoming game obviously bounced back with a victory uh how important is that for you guys as football players I, I want to get kind of your personal take and i guess what you think for the team how important is that if you lose a game like you did in oregon to get right back and right the ship and win a game the very next week yeah i think it um is super important you know um you know, it was kind of a gut check, um, you know, that Oregon week, and, and and we needed to prove to ourselves, um, you know, that that we are, you know, who we think we are. And so being able to go in um, last week and, and get the win was, was a good thing. Now, uh, obviously that Wyoming game, it started off in – let me see if see if our I guess your idea of this matches up with what I thought. I thought in the first half Wyoming came out very intent on controlling the clock, and they they did that. They called they controlled the ball for 18 minutes. But in the second half, you guys flipped it on its head, and it actually ended up winning the time of possession battle by about 20 seconds. It wasn't it wasn't anything outstanding, but for you guys to flip it on its head like that in the second half is pretty impressive. Was that something that you you noticed in the game? Um, yeah, uh, we did notice that, you know, in the first half, you know, we didn't get to touch the ball as much as we, we like to or, or for as long as we like to. Um, and we get, made good adjustments, um, you know, going into half and, and we were able to execute when we came back out. So it was good. Now, I've talked with Coach Roderick enough, and he, he's mentioned a couple of times in games where you guys don't get what he calls requisite amount of touches or requisite amounts of possessions. Do you guys have like a benchmark of possessions that you look to get each game, or do, do, they, do the coaches even mention anything like that to you? I don't know. I'm sure the, I'm sure the coaches do, but it's, it's not really talked about, I guess. Um, you know, the, the thing that that's really talked about is that we're trying to score every time we touch the ball, and so... You know, that's kind of our, our main focus is trying to go down there and, and get points on the board, you know, every time we do have that ball. So Now, with a guy like Jaron Hall slinging the ball like he is right now, he's up over 1,100 yards already. He's almost he, – the numbers he's putting up right now are absolutely astounding. And I want to get your perspective. You're a guy who's you're, – you're tasked with protecting him and making sure that he's upright, he doesn't get uh, his jersey dirty as much as you possibly can afford it. Right. But what are you seeing from him right now? I know you're not necessarily looking back at him and being like, ooh, that's a pretty pass. But, <laughs> but what are you seeing from him from your perspective uh, playing right in front of him? No, yeah, for sure. He's he's doing a great job. You know, he's he's a great athlete. He can do things with his feet, and and he can also chuck the ball around. And and so I think you know having that dual threat, you know, just 
makes him even better. And and seeing him throw the ball around to our receivers and throwing deep balls and whatever, you know, it's always it's always fun to be able to run run 50 yards downfield and celebrate a little bit and then get ready for the next play. So it's always a good time when you see one of the deep bombs get dropped. So you don't have to lie, Clark. Sprinting 50 yards for a 300 pounder cannot be that fun. No, you know, it's more of a slow jog. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know you don't have to go block. You can just go celebrate, right? Yep, yep. Okay, well, I, I, I actually brings up an interesting uh, thought in my mind because I, I've watched the NFL Combine most of my life, and I'm sure you have as well. I think it's absolutely hilarious that they make offensive and defensive linemen, dudes that rarely, I mean rarely, and you, you can speak directly to this, they will rarely sprint 40 yards at any point in their uh, football playing career, the rest of their career in the NFL. Obviously, there's, there's been a bigger emphasis on the 10 and 20 yard splits because those are more accurate uh, assessments, but have you ever in your life had to sprint 40 yards like for, for a play? No, I don't think so. No. <laughs> It's just it's one of those it's one of those funny things that I've always I, I sit there and I'm like why are they having these guys run forty yards Why don't you just have them run like make it like a twenty five yard sprint get the ten yeah. and and the twenty yard split and then deal with it But you know what <laughs> what, what 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 do we know right Exactly Now I also wanted to ask you in terms of how you guys go about your your in season uh, just keeping your bodies right because this is a short week and we're gonna get to more some Utah State stuff here in just a little bit but making sure that on a short week you turn around and make sure your body's ready to go because you have two less days uh, to get ready for this game on a Thursday night how critical was the finishing up Saturday night finishing that game how critical is it to immediately essentially start rehabbing almost the, the that the minutes after that game. Yeah, no, it's it's super important, super essential. Um, you know, just like you said, you know, the time we have for this game and, and preparation, you know, it's it's cut almost in half. So, um, you know, it's kind of crazy um, how fast we are this turnaround is, and and so you know, it's important that we're doing everything we can um, mentally and physically to to prepare for the game. You know, with rehab and all that stuff. So. Well, you, you talk about the physical and also the mental part of it. I, I want to ask you about the physical part. For you as an offensive lineman, what does rehab consist of? Um, honestly, a lot of it is is going in, icing, you know, and getting in the hot tub and stretching and you know, just making sure everything's feeling as good as it can feel um, so that you can just perform, so... Okay, and on the mental side of it, what does that what does that entail? Because that's, that's an interesting element to this. I know a lot of people talk about preparing mentally to get ready for a game, and when you and I have discussed that, like what you do to be before a game. But in terms of like rehabbing mentally, what do you have to do on that front? Yeah, you know, every week's different, and so you kind of you know you know there's the there's the basics, you know, the fundamentals that will be the same, you know, week in week week out, but. Um, the game plan, um, the defensive plays you're going against, um, you know, the schemes you're going against, all that type of stuff, is, it, it's changed. It changes. And so, you know, getting the old rules out of your head, getting the new rules into your head, and being able to execute those when it comes time. So, Okay, so here's, 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 a, here's a hard one for you then. Uh, have you ever got yourself crossed up? Or, yeah, you've tried, you try to expunge all that material out from the previous week, but have you ever gotten into a game week and, like, coach calls a play and all of a sudden you're doing your old assignment and they're like, what are you doing? And you're like, oh, oops. Um, yeah, it happens every now and again. Um, I think sometimes, you know, it, 
we talk about it up front and, and discuss it and make real quick and make sure we're all on the same page if we do get confused. And that helps a lot. So it's good to have other people up there doing the same thing you're doing. So, so like you said, you've got guys around you. You got Connor to your right. You've got Blake to your left. Is there a way, and I, this may sound weird because is there a way if you if you forget something like a check or something like that like right before a play snap is there a way for you to relay that you don't know what you need and they can get you that information quickly is there a way to do that honestly it's just asking (laughs) (laughs) hey man hey man help me out what was that again uh and then we just try to help each other out as much as we can okay but we all need to be on the same page for the play to work so okay but does that give the defensive line do they ever like kind of chuckle at you guys not really, no. I think they're too focused on what they're doing to to really pick up on on anything we're saying. So okay, fair enough. I just the, the idea that I'm like I I just I wonder if there was like a like a call you made, but essentially you're just like, hey, uh, what, what what was that? Like, is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's awesome. Much of it. That's what we like to hear. Well, okay. I want to talk a little bit about this week's game, a Thursday night affair against Utah State, an in-state rival. We'll get to that momentarily. I do need to take a minute and talk about our title sponsor once again today, our friends over at Upside. From cringing at the pump to getting eye popping an eye-popping check at your favorite restaurant, inflation is hitting all of us hard where it hurts, and it really hurts right now. That's why I want to encourage you to use Upside like myself. Upside is an incredible app for anybody who is buying gas, groceries, or dines out. With every purchase, I'm earning cash back thanks to Upside. To get started, all you got to do is download the free Upside app, my friends, and it's really simple. Use the promo code LOCKED, by the way, and you'll get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Think about that. Up to 50% back on your first purchase using the Upside app. Next, claim an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside. Check in at that business, pay as usual with a credit or debit card, and then you get paid. In comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn up to three times more cash back with Upside. Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week. That's probably why they have a 4.8 star rating on the app store. So get started today. Download the free Upside app once again and use that promo code LOCKED, that's L-O-C-K-E-D, and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using the promo code LOCKED with our friends over at Upside. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Continuing on here with Clark Barrington and Clark, uh, Gunnar Romney, his mom actually revealed uh, Monday that he has been dealing with a kidney laceration, and there's been rumors of this, and I'm sure you, you're you on the inside. You you knew what he was dealing with health-wise, but his mom said that he is expected to make his debut this season, uh, uh, debut, debut of the season against Utah State on Thursday night. Uh, how critical is it for a, guy like, for a guy like that to get back into this lineup, and how excited are you to have him back out there? Yeah, he's, he's a great dude. Um even greater player. And so um, it will be fun to, to see him out there. You know, he's been practicing a lot with us and, you know, he's just gotten cleared to, to play in games, I'm pretty sure. And, and so just like you said, he's planning on, on playing this game and it'll be fun to see him, you know, do what he's doing in practice on the on the game field again and be able to make those big plays. So it'll be fun to have him out there. Now, he had a, a kidney laceration. Like the idea of that is just, it, it sounds awful awful to me and I'm, yeah. sure, I'm sure you cringe when you, you hear that because it's a violent game like we we you and I both know the, the football it's violence in the position you play you're button heads and trying to move guys that your weight are even heavier on any given play and they're just sheer violence the idea of having an internal organ of mine lacerated <laughs> etc is just it, it, it it's cringeworthy 
Yeah, for sure. It's it's one of the worst uh, injuries I think I've heard of. So, have you ever <laughs> have you ever met anybody besides Gunner who's had something like that? No, first first one for sure. Yeah, because I the only one I could think of uh, was when I, when I heard the news was Andrew Luck. You know the the Indianapolis Colts quarterback who's now retired. He had a lacerated kidney that he did not know about until like something like twenty four some hour hours later when he started urin- urinating blood. That's when they found out that he had taken a hit apparently in a game that lacerated it and there's legendary stories about Andrew Luck and I want to talk to you about tough guys here in a minute. Actually that's a great question I want to ask you about but he's a legendarily tough player because he actually I don't know if you know much about his backstory when he was at Stanford he would go running in a play and like just hurdle himself into a guy and coach David Shaw, who's the head coach at Stanford, like, what are you doing? You're our starting quarterback. And he's like, coach, I can't get in the right mind frame of mind to play football until I take a hit. Yeah. One of those weird things uh, that just, you look at like that, that type of stuff. And I, I wanted to ask you who, in your opinion, outside of yourself, obviously is the toughest <laughs> player that you have ever uh, played with in your mind. Toughest, huh? Honestly, there's 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 a lot of dudes um, that come to mind. I would say one of them that that just has no regard for his body and is gonna give everything he's got is probably Max Tooley. <laughs> well, he did miss a game this past week, so yeah, that, that would make a yeah. lot of sense. Yeah, he'll he'll fly around and and put it on the line for the for the boys and so he, he's a tough guy for sure what like, well help me help help us understand like what makes him in your mind a, a tough guy you said the, the, the disregard I guess for for his physical well-being but is there something else about him that just makes him that quote-unquote tough guy yeah I think it's kind of just the the mindset you know there's there's a lot of dudes on the team you know he's just one of them that that I think stands out but uh you know just the mindset that you have going into the game that you're gonna do you know whatever is needed to accomplish your assignment or help the team win and and he's one of those guys so very cool obviously this week an in-state rival against utah state it's the only in-state game that you guys will play this year you're not playing utah uh obviously you're a guy who came in from out of state but how important have these rivalry games taken on for you in your career yeah you know the rivalry games it's it's always a fun time always a good time um and you know it's going to be some of the best best games of the season. You know, um, each team is going to bring bring everything they got, and and so you got to be prepared. You know, going into it, um, to to execute well and to play as well as you can. And so these these rivalry games uh, really mean a lot to us here. Now, obviously, it's the battle for the old wagon wheel. Which trust me, I've tried to to heft that thing. It, it is a heavy heavy trophy. But how yeah. how cool of a trophy is that? Yeah, it's it's cool. It's fun um, to be able to celebrate, you know, after the win and, and carry that around and and just you know be be a part of that. So it's fun. Well, see, the funny, funny thing about this, and you, you obviously probably don't know much about the backstory of the Utah State BYU rivalry back into like the 1990s. I'm a kid who grew up going to games at the Marriott Center watching BYU basketball, and they in the in the old before they redid the Marriott Center's like the the main level of it, there was a, this little uh, part of it that there was a wagon wheel in there for years, and I always walked past, and I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. It's like, like a pioneer heritage thing that BYU like <laughs> they're celebrating their pioneer heritage and whatnot. Well, here's the thing. That was the old wagon wheel. That was the trophy. BYU had won so often and just never lost that it just it sat in this trophy case for seemingly 
decades. Oh, wow. So, and I know that Utah State's been more competitive in recent years and they've owned it a couple of times, but that I think that's the, that's kind of where I want to go with you on this is how, uh, I know that you guys try to focus game by game and not try to put extra emphasis on games, but this is an in-state game and there are a lot of guys on this team. You talk about a guy like Max Tooley. He grew up up there in northern Utah, so I'm sure he's got buddies who went to Utah State. He's got family that are connected up there. Do guys in state and even the coaches who may have more of a, a, a familiarity with this Kalani played in this rivalry series? Do they ever talk about how important it is to them personally? Does that help you? I guess get engrossed with it. Yeah, um, you know there there are different guys that, that you know this thing is is super important to, and I think it's super important to all of us. You know, it's it's another game, it's another chance to to get a win, and and that's what we're all all searching for, all striving for, and so you know I think. I think honestly, to, to all of us, it's, it's a pretty important game. So we're just excited to play it. Uh, can you just give me a, a sense of what you see on tape from Utah State? I know they bring back a lot of the guys that they had last year, but what what do you see from the that's different this year? I know they're off to a pretty bummer start for them, but uh, what do you see from them on tape? Yeah, um, you know, even even though their record doesn't show it, but I I think they're honestly a really really good looking looking defense. Um, you know, the guys up front, they, they play hard, they attack their gaps, and, and, and they're big and they're physical. And so, you know, it'll be another another great challenge for, for us to go up against, and, and we're excited for that. Do, have you ever played a Thursday night game in college? I, I, I was trying to, to rack my brain. I know you guys played against Utah on a Thursday night, but I guess I'm thinking more of, like, you've played some Friday night games, so that was a shorter week, but this is this is a Thursday night. Have you ever played one in your career? No, I don't think so. I think this is the first. Okay, I, it'll, be, it'll be new. Yeah, it will be new, absolutely. And that's the funny thing about it. <laughs> I think there's people out there, and, and you you may be able to weigh in on this because you're of a I, I, you're you're young, you're far younger than I am. But Thursday nights for me growing up. And uh, the NFL had not started playing on Thursday nights until the last decade or so. And Thursday night, by and large, BYU actually was like a staple. They'd play two or three games a year at, at some seasons on a Thursday night. It was a college football night. And that actually was a really cool thing because it gave you the, the platform that you're the only game on TV. And you guys this week, you're the only college game, if I'm not mistaken, out there because the NFL is going to be on Amazon. You guys will be on ESPN. Do you like the platforms like that where you guys have the eyeballs of the nation in theory on you? Yeah, I think it's cool, um, you know, to be able to attract, you know, a different kind of audience. Um, you know, all, all the fans will continue to watch, but but those that maybe don't don't watch us all the time will hop on because we're the only game. I think it's a cool cool opportunity for us for sure. Awesome. I, I got some final questions for you. I do have a surprise for you, by the way. It comes from media availability. I told you this right before we pushed record. And I had something that cooked up for you. And I trust me, this yeah. was like a spur of the moment thing that popped up during during media availability on Monday. We're going to get to that here in just a moment as we continue on right here on Locked on Cougars. All right, before we go here on this edition of the Clark Barrington Show with uh, Clark, obviously opposite me virtually there. If you're listening to this on the regular podcast, you can see in video, you can go to YouTube.com. Just type in Locked On Cougars Podcast, and it's really simple to find. I uh, appreciate all of you subscribing, following, rating, reviewing, commenting, all that fun stuff. Uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. But, Clark, uh, I want to talk to you for a minute. We'll get, we'll get to some more of the non-serious stuff as we round out the things here in just a minute. But I want to talk to you about Miles Davis. I think BYU fans are, are 
ecstatic that he had a breakout performance this past week. I'm sure you are as well. Uh, Kalani, in his postgame uh, comments, said that you could only blame the offensive line for so long. I, I think he's trying to absolve you guys of some of the heat you've been taking. But how nice was it to see Miles break through and have a big performance? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, that guy's another great dude. Um, you know, the team's full of full of good dudes, and, and he's one of them. And, you know, he's he's been waiting his turn for, for a while now, and it was cool to see him go out there and do his thing and, and, and run for a lot of yards, and, and hopefully it, it continues and we continue to see him out there running around, so it'll be, it'll be a good time. Okay, did you think he was gone on that 70-yard sprint? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I thought he was going to reach the end zone, um, but that's all right. <laughs> okay. okay, and then the very next play, they leave him out there. They want to get him the touchdown because he just he moved yep. you guys right down the field. And then Connor, unfortunately, gets called for that holding call. How tough is that as an offensive lineman to be like, ah, crap? <laughs> yeah, it's it's tough. You never want to you never want to be the one to to let the team down and and really that's the only statistics that that we get is statistics that kind of let everybody down so you know we try to keep off the stat sheets uh um but you know what happens you know we, we all make mistakes it happens and we just got to move on to the next play so hey you guys have pro football focus grades come on now i see him every week <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Uh, I also wanted to ask you just real quick, last thing on this is uh, how nice was it to see the uh, like the offensive line, you guys and the running backs get the uh, get the run game going a little bit more because it had been a tough two weeks. Uh, you, you guys obviously had struggled getting uh, it was a two point five and two point nine yards per carry on average. I think in the back to back weeks, but yeah, I think so. It kicked up to like six something. Obviously, that seventy yard run helped with that. But if you take that out, it still was already it was I think it was north of four yards per carry. How important was that for you guys to see? some more success in the run game yeah it was it was super important um you know it's the thing we've been focused on at practice and and focused on um personally and and just trying to improve and being able to see it um get a little bit better was was for sure a nice thing is coach funk uh nicer or grumpier when you guys have a good running day uh he's gonna be a little bit nicer for sure <laughs> Then, I think we're all in a better mood when when we can run the football. So sure, I, I get that. I, I wanted to ask you about Coach Fung. I guess will be kind of this will be one of our uh, our unserious questions, as I guess I'm going to call him. I know that's not a actual English word, but I'm using it all the same. Uh, but what is Coach Funk like? Um, you know, he's he's a good dude. Um, he uh, he'll. He, he has a good balance of knowing when to get on us and 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 when letting us do our thing. Um, you know, he's just he's he's one that that uh, you know helps us understand the scheme and and what we need to do against it. Um, and so he he's a good coach. He's a good guy. Now, I think I remember talking to you. It might have been James Empey also, but when Coach Mateos was around, I remember multiple guys. I think I, I think you mentioned this to me that he, you guys would be talking to him, and he used some analogy or some cliche or or, or a saying, and you'd kind of look at each other like, "What in the world did he just say? What does that even mean?" <laughs> is, is that yeah? It's true. Okay. I think there's a little bit of that uh, as well. You know, I think every O line coach has their own one-liners or, or whatever it may be and and the whole room kind of just looks at each other like hmm <laughs> what's going on here <laughs> or what does that mean and and so you know it's always a good time for sure 
Well, that's awesome. All right. I, I promised you, uh, you a surprise. We're going to get to this here. Uh, this comes via your teammate, uh, Tyler Batty. He did his media availability, <laughs> and he had a – I asked him a question, and trust me, I did not anticipate the answer he gave here. I was just trying to have some fun to, to kind of lighten up the mood in this media in, in, interview with him, but it involves you. So here you go. Ro- roll the tape now. All right. Obviously, you've got the mustache. If you on the team, they're sporting them. Who do you consider to have the best mustache on the squad outside yourself? Um, I'll go with Clark Barrington just because his is his has probably been around for the longest. You know, most iconic. There's a shirt out there with his mustache on it. So, uh, yeah, we'll say Clark. Your response? <laughs> hey, I'll I'll take it. That's I'll, awesome. I'll take that award. <laughs> Well, and I think he's right, though. You have had the the mustache around for a long time. I think you said the you said on this on this show that you the only time you haven't had it uh, for at least the last couple of years was when you got married. Is that right? Yeah, that's true. Yep. And obviously, you had the you had the run with Coog Connect with those shirts, and I, I, it seemed like people ate those ate those up. It, I, f- feel free to correct me, but it seemed like they were very very popular. Yeah, yeah. Lots of people ended up buying them and. And enjoying them, and yeah. Now, whose idea? Whose idea was it to put the mustache on the helmet? So it was it was my wife's. Uh, we had a picture of me in the helmet, and I was like, you know, it'd be cool. Maybe if you just left the mustache in there with nothing else. <laughs> and so she's like, okay, cool. And so she ended up drawing it up and designing it, and. And we sent the image over to Coo Connect, and they made some shirts out of it. So it was cool. Hold on, I I didn't know this. So your wife Brooke uh, is her name. She she's the one that actually designed that. Yeah, yeah, she was the one that designed those. <laughs> All the credit goes to her. <laughs> well, hey, I think we just learned something. I had no clue. I didn't know who actually did it. I didn't anticipate that your wife would be the one that was drawing it up. Yep, yep. So she's pretty artistic. Then I take it. Yeah, she did a good job. That's awesome. All right, uh, so Clark, uh, now obviously there is a there's a battle between uh, I don't know how much you know of this, but uh, the BYU Creamery, obviously very famous, the ice cream there. Uh, but right. uh, Utah State fans will insist to their dying day, and trust me, I've got family, I've got extended family who are people from Logan who will insist that the the, the Utah State uh, Creamery is head and shoulders above what BYU Creamery puts out. So I, I'm not going to ask you to weigh in on th- on that because I, I'm not I'm not sure you've ever tried Utah State's ice cream, but I haven't. I do need to know what is Clark Barrington's when you when you're getting ice cream, what is the go to for Clark Barrington? Yeah, you know that the the Graham Canyon. Okay. Is one of my favorites. I actually had it tonight with at dinner at, at the SAB, so they had some of that there and, and I had one of those. So I think that one's probably my favorite one for sure. So ice cream's on the menu for offensive linemen, is that right? Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. I know you guys like to eat clean, but come on, you got to have a treat every once in a while. Absolutely. You got it. All right. Uh, so, Clark, thank you so much for taking the time. As always, wish you best of the luck against uh, Utah State this week. And, of course, we'll reconvene next week and getting ready for a trip to Vegas. We need to take on Notre Dame. Awesome. Thank you. 
All right, that's going to do it. That's Clark Barrington. I'm Jay Catch. Thank you for making us your first listen today. I want to encourage you guys now to make your second listen. Our friends over at the Locked On Big 12 podcast. Josh Neighbors does a great job getting you up to date on everything going on in the Big 12 conference in 30 minutes or less. Get it free and available wherever you get your podcast or on YouTube just like this show. For Clark, once again, I'm Jake. Have a great rest of your day. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast. See ya.